Buenos dias. Good morning. What's up? Welcome to the North Brevard Church of Christ. This is our virtual worship video. Today is May the 17th, 2020. This morning, Mike Shoemate will deliver a sermon on trials and suffering. Um, our singing today is from the TV evangelism outreach of In Search of the Lord's Way. William Sands, one of our elders, has the opening prayer. Another one of our elders, Chuck White, does the uh, Lord's Supper devotional. And another one of our elders, Charlie Griffin, does our closing prayer. We're going to kick things off with a minute and 15 seconds of our virtual foyer. Just some of our regular worshipers and a couple visitors. Even the Sands got their grandkids in there. Just to show you that we're doing okay and we love and miss you.
Good morning, brothers and sisters, friends and neighbors. You know, I want to share with you the, the love of Christ because really without Christ, we would be lost. We would be nowhere. And when you look at Christ, he provided that bread of life to us because he loves us. Now, when we think of COVID-19 virus, we think of isolation, separation. We think of misery. We think of sickness and death. But Jesus showed us love. He died for us. He restored that relationship with God that we lost because of our sins. So now I want you to go to our Heavenly Father knowing that Jesus paid the price for our existence. Please pray with me. Most Holy Father, Father, we come to you, we love you, we thank you, Father, for all the blessings that you, be, you bestow upon us, Father, that you give us. Father, we always miss the mark because we fall short. But Jesus filled that gap when he died on Calvary, Father. He filled that gap when he says, I will take their place because I love them and I know they're, they're gonna love me because I'm gonna show them a way to, to live that they never have experienced in their life. They can live for Christ. They can live for me. Father, we pray for our, our church here at Park Avenue. These members that I love so much, I miss so much, Father. Father, we pray that you bring us back together because even though, even though when we think about separation, it hurts. But when we think about being united being one in Christ, it brings joy, and we want to be united again. Please help us, Father. Father, we have some of our members who are sick. Carol Neal, Father. Uh, we have Gail Griffin. Father, we have Calvin Noble. Father, we have several more. Father, we ask that you heal their bodies, Father. They love you, and they need you. Father, be with our minister as he brings the lesson before us. Father, we pray that we open our hearts up, open our minds up, and just stay encouraged, Father, because you never, you never left us. You came back for us. You rescued us with your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we continue to move forward. This virus is not going to stop us. It's not going to separate us. It's going to make us stronger because now we know the only answer is your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you for him. Thank you for loving us. We pray this prayer in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.
You know, in these times that we have now, we lack a lot of routine. People go around saying, is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Routine is really important as far as how we do things and, and, and what makes us grow. When Christ was in the Passover feast before he was getting ready to be crucified, he had, a, he had something that he put in place as a regular thing that we needed to do. And that was to remember him. Remember the sacrifice he was going to make. Paul talked about it in the early church, and he talked about doing it on the first day of the week. That's a good routine. It's a good routine for us, but it's more than a routine. It gives us an opportunity to recognize the, the sacrifice Christ made for us because he loved his Father and he loved us so much. And this gives an opportunity here for us to think about what he had to do. The pain, the suffering, that what he went through but in a regular way, a good routine. And this is a really good routine. So if you join me now, we'll have an offering for the bread. Dearest Father in heaven, I thank you so much for the blessings we have, but most of all for your son, that he came here, that he was physical, that he was one of us, who's made a little lower than the angels so that he could understand us. And when he went to the cross, Anytime he could have stopped it, but he didn't. He gave up his body, his physical body, as the perfect sacrifice so that we could have remission of our sins, Father. Help us remember the, the compassion, the drive that he had to go all the way through that sacrifice just for us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. In the same way that we remember his sacrifice as far as his body, we remember also that perfect blood. You know, looking back in the Old Testament, whenever they had a sacrifice, you had blood that was spread all over the place in order to atone for sins. But the only real atonement we got for sins was because of Christ. So let's remember the other part as far as the sacrifice. Dear Father, the shedding of his precious blood, Father, that blood that, as we say, the crimson blood that washes our clothes white and clean, Father. Help us remember that his sacrifice, his blood that was given, the blood that had always been given on sacrifice, but none of it was perfect like his, is what enables us to have the Holy Spirit in us that redeems us, that renews us, because of that blood that washed us clean. Help us remember that great sacrifice that he made for everyone, Father. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
welcome to the North Brevard Church of Christ's worship service. We're glad you tuned in. If you're looking for a church where love is paramount, where they'll take care of you simply because God made you like he made us. If you're looking for the family and that family atmosphere, that's what we offer here at North Brevard. A group of people who accept you no matter what you have done, no matter where you've come from. It's that kind of place. I found this. It's a Tom Burgess book. But maybe you'll see some advantages in it. They poured a glass of ice water down his back and threw another in his face. The ensign who had fallen asleep in the chow hall after five sleepless nights opened his eyes long enough to say, Thank you, sir. A moment later, his eyes rolled upward and they closed. And his head went down again without touching his meal. Well, welcome to sea, air, and land training. You probably know it as SEAL training. This last week, they go through such a tough time that somewhere between 65 and 75 percent of those who try drop out. It begins on Sunday. They arrive thinking that they are just going to get into their barracks, put things up, get their bearings, and then tomorrow it starts, but not so. They're not given the time to unpack. They're ordered to go to the seashore and to swim 300 yards. Now that's enough, but it's not enough to make you a seal. They have to take a log, to share it among themselves, and to go up a steep hill in sand, in their boots, which sink in the sand as fast as you can take another step. At night, they strip down to their, their underwear and they're taken to a pier that has a, a metal top and they're told this is where they'll sleep. But the metal is attached to the Pacific Ocean. I don't know if you've ever gotten put your toe in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, while my daughter was going to school in Malibu, California, I got to put both feet in. And that's as far as I went. It was cold. So they're there and sleep is impossible. So Monday morning, most of them arrive having no sleep at all the day before. They're given rubber boats. That's it. That they bounce on their heads some are getting to carry the straps that'll keep 
the wind coming off the ocean from moving the boats and not balancing on their heads. The boats are 250 pounds. Just when they get them to the shore, they're supposed to lay down in the surf till they're so cold it seems impossible. But they have to go in those boats to the Mexican waters and then row back. It's 18 miles each way. So you've had a Monday where you've been out with boats, carrying boats, haven't slept the night before, and, and you're ready to really hit it, and you go back to the, the, the iron or metal that's cold in your underwear. But you have to stand up every 10 minutes so the nice air would dry you off and then it's lay back down on the, on the metal sheets. They feel the chill of the wind and for the first time they're introduced to the bell. If you are having time, trouble taking this, if you don't think you can go anymore, you go to the bell and ring it three times and say, I quit. And it's all over. You don't have to do anything else. That was Wednesday. This is Thursday now. And as Thursday comes around, the men are hallucinating. They are getting to carry the boats again. They are getting to lay on the pier again. They are giving their hands tied behind them and legs tied together and thrown in swimming pools. And they have to find a way to escape or drown. Over the five days, most of them have slept four hours or less. They say they can eat in their sleep. And some have accomplished that. When you ask the Navy why you put men through this kind of training, they tell you that those who finish are the toughest men on earth. Because they've learned the secret. 90% of success is mental. It's what you think about. We've been in that kind of situation. These are the things they, play, they put on the cadet's chest. We've been there and we sit back and we can remember those days since the pandemic started. And it's been one day at a time you had to stay in your house. You couldn't get out. And what you got to look forward to was it would happen again the next day. This is where the book of James comes in. James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy 
my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. But he who asks, he must believe and not doubt because he who doubts is like a wave in the sea blown and tossed about by the wind. The man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. But the only the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away with the wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plants and its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Now, let's take it apart and see where we end up. It's written by James. James is the brother of the Lord. If you read John chapter 7, you realize that his brothers didn't believe in him when he started his ministry. And then you read in 1 Corinthians 15 that after Jesus was dead, he appeared to James. And James became one of the rallying points of getting the word out and helping people understand what God wanted them to do. The scattering happened because of ancient battles. Assyria went down into Israel. Israel and Judah used to make up Israel with ten tribes were in the north and two were in the south. The north is subdued and they carry off the very, very best. Names that you, if you're a Bible student, you know. Amos, Isaiah, Hosea, Nahum, they were all of the north. And as far as we can tell, they ended up being taken away. The second part of the place was they left the inferior people and they put some of their people in them and that made up for the weakest people not having leaders. They intermarried with the Jews and they became the city of Samaria. Such a hated place. The next thing we run across is consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. 
because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Spiros Zadetes, in his book, The Behavior Belief, states that the word, of con the word consider would be better translated as think forward, regard. The idea is you're going through some tough times now, but focus on the days to come. The believer has to look beyond the pleasant unpleasantness of the current and know that God is there to help. It's that looking forward that they tried to get the Navy SEALs to have, to anticipate, to think, and to keep mentally sharp. And James is saying the same thing. Keep sharp. Keep your mind on the goal. We haven't got there yet, but we're moving in the right direction. In verse 3, James says, well, this thing started and then one led to one thing and then to the next thing and then to the next thing. But I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to say. And James says if you lack wisdom, if you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say and you don't know what to do to get to the next stage, ask God. Bring God into the picture. And when you bring God into the picture, a God who doesn't sit down and decide who's the sinner and who's the saint, God will keep giving you the strength and the direction you need. But if you doubt, if you doubt, you'll use God's wisdom to try to accomplish things by yourself. The last verse of this section says, Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God promised to those who love him. In his commentary on James, William Barclay writes, Endurance of the early Christians was not a passive quality. It wasn't grin and bear it. It was an active term. Lean on God. Lean on each other. Help each other in times of trouble and in the good times enjoy being together. Each time that they were conquered, whether it was Assyria conquering north or Babylonians coming down to the south and taking people off into captivity. You wonder, what's going to happen next? And this is where God had the perfect plan. In Hebrews chapter 12, he talks about what Jesus did for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Do you see where his mind is? You see where it's mentally? Christ doesn't want to go to a cross, but he endures it. He endures it to encourage us to have courage and to endure those times that we want to get weary and forget. You see, the cross and Christ's suffering on the cross shows us the devastating nature of sin, the cruelty of humanity, the hatred of Satan. At Calvary, mankind was allowed to see sin in its worst. And Jesus, the Son of Man, became our Redeemer. What James is saying is the Navy SEALs, that's yeah, a tough outfit, and they deserve to wear the pin. But the secret of our success is our mindset, what we think about, and our faith. Thank you for listening.
As we close our worship service this morning, we want to close in prayer. So please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity we've had to meet together, to meld our hearts and minds, to worship you. And Father, even though it was in a virtual way, we pray that, Father, we have been one in your sight and, and that our worship has come up to you as a sweet savor. Father, we long for the day that we can meet physically, meet together, and truly encourage, fellowship, and edify one another. And Father, we pray that that will be soon. Father, we thank you for the great love that you have for us. We thank you that because of that love, you sent your Son to walk on the earth to show us how to live and then to die a painful death to forgive our sins. Father, it's because of that love that we know that you have for us that we boldly come and ask you to intervene in this pandemic that is not only shaking the foundations of our nation, but throughout the world. Father, we pray that you would demonstrate your power, that you'd bring it to an end, that you'd solve the problems that it has brought. Father, give us the patience. Help us to grow stronger because of this experience. Help us to trust you more because of this experience. Because, Father, we truly have found out just how weak and, and dependent on you that we are. Father, we pray for those of our number that are struggling with serious health problems. We pray for Mitzi, Larner, Mitzi Robinson and the serious problem that she has. We pray, Father, that you be with Gail Griffin. Thank you for the progress she's made. Please be with Carol O'Neill and, and the pain that she's suffering because of her foot. And Father, we pray that you be with Calvin Nobles as they seek answers to ways to deal with his illness. Father, once again, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for the love you have for us. We pray, Father, that you continue to guide us in all that we do and protect us from the harm that's so prevalent around us today. We ask all this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning. The elders are currently targeting the first Sunday of June for reopening the building to worship assemblies, starting with a very small worship group. Uh, we also know that that doesn't work for everyone. And we're going to continue these videos so you can worship at home if, to keep you as safe as possible. Uh, keep, keep watching for updates in the bulletin and other social media outlets to see what's really happening. I'll remind you also that tomorrow, Monday, May 18th, we are having our food pantry from 1 to 3. So uh, come on down and support that if you can. We love and miss you. I look forward to seeing you. God bless.